Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe. Got a big show today. Got my guy, Anaji Jordan, producer from Chicago. He's got his new EP out there, The Alpha in the Room. We're going to play a couple tracks from that, talk to him about the EP. And also, I saw Bloodsport. I've got thoughts on one of the weirdest, craziest 80s movies I've ever seen. But before we do that, in the words of Karis one here are the words from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything from the streets to the peaks. DB's gears travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. And, you know, especially now, of traveling starting to come back you can't put everything in an overhead you got to have some db equipment with you to make sure you get everything to where you're going and back we are teaming up with db to exclusively offer our listeners 10 percent off your next purchase by using the code pod 10 or going to the link in our show notes db it's time to move on time to get going once again this is the infinite banter podcast i am mark jolliffe aka dj Sandwave. thanks for checking out the show big shout out to my last guest confucius Man, that was a lot of fun talking with him. He's been on the show twice now and just a really big fan of his work and got to know him over the years. And yeah, definitely check out his new album when it comes out from Start to Vision. If you did not listen to that episode, go back and check it out. couple songs from his new album, some other tracks, some previous albums he's had. So definitely uh, worth listening to. He is just a, a spitter, man. New Jersey in the building. Salute to Confucius for sure. On today's show, keeping it more local. I'm in Chicago. Oh, Chicago area. And... <laughs> Uh, Najee Jordan, also in the Chicago area, produced an album called The Alpha in the Room. And this album is dope. Four tracks on here. And we're going to play a couple from it. And uh, really good talking to him, talking about how he got started in the producer game and working with guys like G-Fan Black, who's who's a beast. We've heard him on songs at M-Doc Diego. So really cool interview. Going to bring that to you. And also... I finally watched Bloodsport, so we're going we're gonna to get this thing over with. We're going to do this. I'm going to talk about this movie <laughs> that I've been wanting to see for like a month or so, trying to get it out of the way so I could talk about it. I finally did it, and today's the day, like in The Jerk, today's the day that I'm going to talk about Bloodsport. So I bet you nobody got that reference. Only real jerk fans like me got that reference. So today's the day we'll talk about <laughs> Bloodsport. And uh, I might talk about Venom. I finally saw that movie. At the end of the podcast, I might throw a little something in there about Venom. All right, let's get this show started. This is the Infinite Banter Podcast. Listen to it on all digital platforms. Spreaker, iTunes, CastBox, Blueberry, Spotify, all the usual places. Follow the show online at Infinite Banter Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And by the way, on Facebook, they now have a an option where you could actually upload your podcast to your Facebook page. So there already has been a Facebook page, but now if you actually want to just go there to hear the show, there you go. You could just do it on Facebook. They do some things right. Some things they get wrong, <laughs> sometimes they get it right. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and on Apple Podcasts. And go on YouTube and hear clips from past guests and things like that. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Anaji Jordan's in the house. We're going to talk about his EP, The Alpha in the Room, play a couple tracks, and talk about Van Damme doing multiple splits 
in a movie called Bloodsport. But before we start the show, it never begins until the one and only, the legendary king from Queens, DMC, says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. Before we talk to Anaji Jordan, let's go ahead and play a track from his EP, The Alpha in the Room. This is Play Your Role featuring Substance 810, Kingdom Come, and Killy Shoot. Man, this track is a straight banger. And I told him in the interview, as soon as I heard Guru's voice when this thing starts, you know, you had me. That's all it takes. Just uh, just hearing a Gangstar sample, I'm, I'm in. Like, I, you know, say no more. Here we go. <laughs> so here, Anaji Jordan from his EP, The Alpha in the Room. This is Play Your Role on the Infinite Banter Podcast. When we come back after this song, you will hear from Anaji Jordan talking about this EP and more. But let's go. Infinite Banter Podcast. Play your role. Anaji Jordan, Elf in the Room. Here it is. Extraordinarily focused. I don't miss. So you can merrily focus. Others uh, had their turn to flex. I'm on that next shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extraordinarily yeah. focused. Rhymes knock you off your feet. Stop, I don't miss. So you can merrily quote this. You thought this kind of sound was extinct like the dinosaurs. I provide pure nostalgia for the dinosaurs. They told me don't put no soda on it. They want it raw. You need an ill feature. I'm the one to call. Speak vividly, cause I done it all and I ain't done it all. I embody what you wanted more. Non perishable parables, free falling, no parachute. You just yap like a parrot do. Let the mic check and begin. This is a light lecture. I ain't here to impress you, here to apply pressure. Polo down to my toes, that's a fly get up. Shine like the sun in the sky, my mind's clever. Can't mix with your kind, never divine levels. Your whole squad couldn't match up with combined efforts. Home court advantage for the home team. Sideline, you in the nose, please. Almost had their turn to flex. I'm on that next shit. Extraordinarily focused. Rhymes knock you off your feet. I don't miss. So you can merrily focus. Almost had their turn to flex. I'm on that next shit. Extraordinarily focused. Rhymes knock you off your feet. I don't miss. This be the illest So you can merrily focus. Why? Fuck your feelings, dude. Home team be the illest crew. Really move, word to Lou and Killy shoot. And yo, the fun stops once it's gun cocks. You gon' get burned, so I hope your protection ain't sunblock. The king stocks blocks with 40 Glock clips. Drop hot shit when I hock spit. Never mind, shorty's the jock thing. Flee before these dots click. Shots rip to stink. Avoid the gap, the trigger. I rap sicker. Words like cowards, and you'll collapse quicker than the World Trade Towers. I train for hours to bruise rivals, make them lose their titles. It's vital you mount a hold. I'm liable to counter blow when Spiral out of control like a cyclone Upon the throne of marble stone I zone alone in the dark Prone to spark like Joan of Arc I rip palms as sharp and pick thongs apart had their turn to flex I'm on that next shit Extraordinarily focused Rhymes knock you off your feet Drop the truth I don't miss So you can merrily quote this Almost had their turn to flex I'm on that next shit Extraordinarily focused Rhymes knock you off your feet 
drop the truth I don't miss So you can merrily quote this Photographers were sufficient of a torture uh. Precision on the track Like the whips you get in fours yeah. Lords of the earth God body is divine Wisdom uh. elevates to understand My knowledge is sublime Did crime cause I had to uh. Grew up on the avenue yeah. Where crack was being sold By some niggas with an attitude yeah. I had to move the work Always fighting for our turf Couple grands and some hands yeah. I can tell you what it's worth Mother yeah. hurts See her oldest son Riding in the cage While yeah. his younger brother selling cane Path is now the same uh. Know the game Know the rules No, they don't pity the fool Shot him in the face with the time Nigga after school Pack of cools and a walkman Covered in his blood Yellow tape around the area Hysteria and drugs No love Sun don't shine We living in the dark Hoop niggas Drug dealers Hanging out in Crockton Park Yo Yo, it's Confucius And right now I'm tuned in to Infinite Banter DJ Soundwave New Jersey to the shy Let's go you're tuned into the Infinite Banter podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by man, a fellow Chicagoan, someone from the the area here. Although on the north side, he's south side. His new <laughs> maxi single, "The Alpha in the Room," is out right now. Welcome to the show, Anaji Jordan. What's up, man? Soundwave, thanks, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Oh, no doubt, man. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, first question I ask you right off the bat: I see you're from the south side. I grew up in Rogers Park, north side, but I don't live there anymore. I live in Mount Prospect, which is outside of like. Near O'Hare. Are you still in the South Side right. area? Well, no, no, I'm in South Suburbs now. I'm in Chicago Heights. Oh, okay. So you kind of like you kind of like yeah, me, yeah. but the opposite way. <laughs> like, like, you went more right, south, right. You know, and I went south. more north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went south. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. But still, you know, Chicago went to the heart, man, because we deserve. You know. Yeah, man. And just for those who aren't familiar with your work, man, talk about how you first got started at doing production and beats, and you know how long you've been doing this. I've been doing this for years, brother. Man, I got my first. Uh, well, my mother bought me a, a Gemini 24 second sampler while I was in high school back in the nineties, man. Wow. Early nineties. Salute. Um, but I, I didn't know what I was doing though, man. I had a, <laughs> you had the right that, equipment, uh, but didn't know what to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, TR-808, um, and, um, you know, some DJ equipment, man, trying to, I didn't know what I was doing, man, but I didn't really start making beats, really, man, it's like 96, 97, I had a crew in high school called Epidemic, we all put on, went to a studio, uh, we had a commercial drafting teacher, uh, he had a studio, he let young kids rap over there and stuff like that, and we found out the equipment, everybody had a like, SB-1200, back then with the NPC-60, and um, I think it was a 2000, not the XL. So we, we, we realized what we needed to do to make beats and do music, man. So we put on, and me and my guys, four of us, man, we bought the MPC 2000. That's around 96. Man, like right right when like the, the era of, you know, like the 90s was like right at the cusp. You were getting right into it. And uh, talk about some of the influences, man, like when you first got that machine. Like what was your kind of feel as far as like what kind of sound you're trying to create? And was there anybody that you were, I would never say you're trying to be like, but maybe somebody who influenced you in how you went about making beats? Well, I suck, man, but my influences was Q-Tip, you know what I'm saying? I love the right. Low End Theory, it's like the best album that ever came out to me, the Low End and Midnight Nevada. Um, early um, Public Enemy, uh, Marley Mall, uh, Law Professor XCP, uh, RZA, uh, big influence on me. So those are the people I'll try to emulate, you know what I'm saying, just trying to be like, you know, maybe I could, you know, sound like them, man. But I suck. I suck for a good five, six years, <laughs> man. I ain't gonna... I ain't gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> You're getting started, man. You know, right. I got you, man. Yeah. <laughs> but the 90s had some, I mean, you know, obviously the all-time greats like Pete Rock, Premier, oh, like you said, Large that's Pro. That's the era, man. Yeah. Um, that's the era before, man. You know, really like, you know, they beat in there, but I was a little kid, little kid when they came out, man. But my era turned like, um, like you said, Pete Rock, but um, came out with Troy, Public Enemy, stuff like that. You know, um, 
But then people, you know what I'm saying, that the other one really influenced me, man, and maybe, um, you know, look for the records to sample and, and try to sound like them, you know what I'm saying? So, we, you know, you know as a DJ, you first coming up, you, you trying to, some, you get corners for somebody, you listen to, you know, the people that do it. And I don't know who your influence, maybe Rock Rider was, First Raider was, and um, Kepler Execution of the Fubra and them, but, you know, you, you try to, before you get your style, man, you just learn it from the cast that, that's the best, you know what I'm saying? You take it from them and then Great style. Man, that makes a lot of sense because you obviously when you're coming out of that era of the nineties and such, and you know, you, you tack onto that like what you grew up with and the style and the sounds you like as a fan, yeah. it helps craft who you become and how about Chicago as an influence? Any Chicago producers or Chicago MCs, anybody like that that you're also a fan of, of and were influenced by? Of course, Common, man. Common's older than me, man, but um him and my um my neighbors, man, that went to the same high school together so i will always see him and Dion. i know i'd be you know um yeah and Dion. and those, those cats are flows me because they was making the stuff i like to hear but you know what i'm saying he was doing stuff with b-nuts and, and so like i'm talking about rashid Connor, you know right so i mean that that really influenced me man so him um no idea of course that he, he produced on common first album he, um it's got any tracks i don't know if you may with him he did stuff with twister right and do a dash chicago he got the, well, you know about probably know about him the west side type of um production flow that to do man so he they was all you know, big influence. no id common you know yeah some of the all-time greats in chicago area and you know a lot of producers they try to rap first did you ever try to pick up the mic or was it always a uh, production and beats for you yeah yeah i, I was a rapper man too i got to college man i did a i did a talent show and i got booed off the stage and that's oh, the last time I rap. <laughs> yeah i was terrible man because i talk for the list and i talk quick i talk i talk fast for some reason i don't know why but so I tried to rap, you know what I'm saying? It was terrible, right. man. I had some good lyrics though, I think, you know. But this delivery, man, they they blew me off the stage. It was a homecoming weekend at North Illinois, man. So oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say you said you had a list when you talk fast. It's like tongue twist and Eric Sermon, like mixed together, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that's what I was. Exactly right. <laughs> Eric Sermon, that's because that's one of my heroes. He had a list too. Right. You know, Twister with the fast rap. But um I was a rapper fast that was my ski low, but it was just in you know, and then and, and, and I did a couple of demos but you know, uh with people, man, I was listening to it and I like, man, I suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> And I stopped doing it, man, and concentrate on the production. I really love the production. Yeah, yeah. At least you you figured it out. You know, you <laughs> you didn't give up on the whole yeah. the whole hit, the music thing. You just said, okay, this part is not really what I'm gonna do, but I'm really good right. at this part. Let me focus here, and here we are, 2021. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's exactly, brother. Exactly how it happened. Man, and let's talk about this uh, this maxi single EP, the Alpha in the Room. And you know, first of all, salute for yeah. the the cover. And you know, I'm a big Patrice O'Neill fan. I love stand up comedy so i remember oh. that elephant in the room that's one i saw that a few months ago it's been a while since i'd watched it and when i saw your cover i was like oh man i didn't have to press play i already know this dude's onto something just because of the cover paying a tribute to uh, patrice o'neill definitely man he's one of the one of the ghosts man i think the people say dave Chappelle a goat but i think and he you know he he is great man but i think um o'neill was still around man he gave him up for the money you know what i'm saying yeah he really gave him up for the money in terms of comedy man but yeah it was a um it was definitely um salute to him, man. He really influenced me in terms of the way I think and stuff like that, man. I enjoyed his comedy, man, and the opium. What the show he had, Opio and um Oh Anthony. And, um, right. Yeah. Stuff like that, man. You know, and um it really influenced me in terms of that, man. I just wanna uh, and also, also it was like that also too. It was also um game of quarters, man, because um you for me a bad meets evil, Side nine and Eminem original um 
Oh, right. Um, project they had and scary, what's it called? Scary movies and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I was a big fan of that, man. And they, they made Max and Sing. It was actually EPs, really, man. They had like three, four songs, man. So I put three, four songs together. Um, they were like outtakes from another album I'm doing, really. And then I put the instrumentals on, man. I, you know, released a project out there that people wanted to hear, you know, some of the I'm not enjoying That's kind of a cool idea because I like how you had the instrumentals included in there as well. Like, because the production is as much of a star of this, this four track uh, EP as the songs are. So, oh, yeah, man. It's, it. yeah, no doubt, man. And, uh, you know, Patrice O'Neill's got that, that Run DMC kind of uh, Godfather hat on. So it's definitely perfect, perfect right. B-Boy vibe too, you know? <laughs> right, exactly, the B-Boy vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and the first track on here, Play Your Role, man, it just hits you right, you know, right off the bat. I, you know, the Guru sample got me. As soon as I heard Guru's voice, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, this, this is a nice track, man. Talk about this record. Well, exactly, man. That, that would be the grasshopper with the cut, man. I, I wanted to, I want to add element of old school hip hop to my stuff, man. It's still 2021. But Scratch It to me is, is the basis of, of, of hip hop music. Man. You know what I'm saying? DJ, one four elements, you know? Right. So I started with that, man. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I found the sample, man. Chopped it up, hooked it up. Um, substance on it. Man, I was doing a project with him. Just came out called A Righteous Offering. So he was, he was locked in together. Yeah, he was locked I... in together doing music. You know what I'm saying? So it then came to come. We had a project he was doing. So I, I had to ask him for a verse and tell him. He's home team, he's family, man. So I just asked him to jump on, man. He jumped on. And I see DJ Grasshoppers from Belgium, man. That's that's crazy. How'd you hook up with him? Yeah. I'll do substance, man. Um, um substance, man. You know, he he's a real he's the LMC out there from Michigan, man. Um, a lot of connections, man. He just doing stuff on making waves. And I said, Who that DJ? He like, Yes, Grasshopper. I heard of him. So he put us in tune, man, and ever since then was history. I've been working with him. Man, yeah, he really sets it off. And you know, the track is just it's kind of got that like grimy jazz feel to it. Definitely, definitely salute, man. Yeah, appreciate it. And then, you know, track two, fuckery, you know, being a Rakim head, you know, I knew right off the bat when I heard that like mahogany joint. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, them drums, man, you know, those classic L Green drums, like the mahogany uses, you know, um, right. Every Rakim, um, mahogany stuff like that. And it's been used down the time because of the drum loop, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I found the scent the loop, man. You know, it's it's a um, I don't know. It's a famous loop. Everybody been using the, the sample before. Right. I just slowed it down and chopped the different parts of it, man. Uh-huh. And um, it just sounded ill. And I, again, it's my home team brother. We got on it, you know, um, back pain, Lupus Day, and Decentrity. We family, you know. Yeah, man. And you know, how hard is that to do? Because you, as a producer and a beat maker, when you hear a sample somebody else has used, is it? Is it intimidating to use like I don't want it to sound like somebody else's song, but I I know a way I could flip it. Is that kind of the challenge, like putting it to your own way as opposed to sounding like somebody else's version of when they did it? That, yeah, that's definitely a challenge, man. And I'm old school, so I'm coming from the era of what Groove said back up. Um, I think it's take a personal one. Grabs the art, you don't on loops the way you hook, hook them up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, you know stuff they used before. I just find a different way to hook them up. Hook it up, add something to it, or chop it this way, chop it that way, you know, free range stuff. So I feel good to chop stuff. I'm just looping, looping loops, man. It's, you know, end up chopping it to control it back, to do more stuff with it. Yeah, no doubt, man. And like I said, uh, we, we mentioned Dave Chappelle before. There's the sample of Half Baked at the end, which <laughs> which is awesome, too. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies coming, coming up, man, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I always wanted to leave a job that way, you know, just tell everybody off. Oh, right, right. I definitely <laughs> I'm too much of a coward to do that, but yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> yeah, I'm too much of a coward. No, yeah, no, we're all we all say we will do that until the moment comes, and usually we just like either right. just 
just don't show up or <laughs> hey look hey sound and then you just you just this, that's when you give me a two-week notice and do it like you called to do it right <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's the, basically the same thing just without saying fuck you 10 times <laughs> right Right. Man, yeah, that one had me cracking up, man. I had to play it back again a couple times. Like that's that's Thanks, great, man. dude. No, no doubt, man. And then the third track, you know, we talked about G Fan Black. You know, M Doc Diego's been on the show multiple times, and he's worked with him a lot. And yes, G Fan yeah. Black just brings that that grimy sound, man. He's just he's just a beast. Yeah, he's a grimy cat, man. Look at his pictures, man. He got a face mask on, looking grimy, man. He, <laughs> he's, he's a grimy artist. He just he, he reminds me of uh, MOP and them cats back in the day. You know when they first came. Yeah, he fit right in. Cat. Yeah, and that yeah. third track called Maytag, also with Prime yeah, Prolific. Yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got up with through him through G Fan because he did a song called Stop and Frisk, I believe, off Year the Mask, and I got cool with uh, Prime like that, man. So I was telling. I asked him, can he jump on the track? He's like, love. You know, send me 16 back a couple days later. You know what? I had Stop and Frisk written down here, so I might as well bring it up since you just did Year of the Mask, the album you did with G-Fan Black. And, uh, yeah. man, that one is, dude, I mean, that that, that track, Stop and Frisk, is, is one of the, the definite standout tracks on there. You know, obviously, with everything that's been going on the last few years and, and beyond that, of course, but, right. with, you know, police and everything, right. man, that's definitely, definitely hit home with that track. That's, that's a big message uh, right there in that one. Definitely, it's just something that's the same. It's you know, still happening, man. Terms, you know, we from Chicago, you know how it is, Chicago, man. And, um, especially if you're young out there, you know, anywhere we're young people at, man, um, they, they, they dealing with stuff like that. So that's why the song song so so special, man, relevant now, you know. And talk about that album, Year of the Mask, with G Fan Black. I mean, obviously, we're all wearing them. <laughs> we're in that era. So the, the album title is perfect. And uh, the first track, America, with the three Ks in it, you know, as soon as I heard, you know, that, that orange dude's name, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like where they're going with that's this. That's what it is. Right. You know, it, it, it's political, man. Like, if you listen to G Fan, you know, the, you know he, he, he aggressive type of cat, right? But the beats I was sending him, he was like, yo, this, I feel like I want to rap about the political type of stuff going on right now now you know what i'm saying i said like, roll with it man and that's when you stop making songs like america uh stop and twist not songs like that so it was just i guess the beats i mean you know what when i create albums for people i listen to old albums get inspiration so i listen to desperate a lot while i was creating the beats for um oh, i see i'm here to mask and to me that swayed the way it turns out with stuff we was doing you know that was like the um not saying we was on that level but you know desperate was a classic like, right you know what i'm saying but, that is help inspire us to do a project like Year of the Mask. Yeah, man. It has kind of a, you know, I mean, Halloween's right on the corner. It kind of has like an eerie, scary vibe to it, too. You know, with the, the jazz yeah, because, samples. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like that because G-Fan, you know. Right. He, he, he's, a, he's a grimy. I mean, he's grimy in the dictionary. He's going to the MOP and him. <laughs> he's right there yeah yeah <laughs> he's right there man that's my guy right there Must in the picture black, in the picture he's probably pushing mlp out the way like come on i'm the one who should be in this uh i'm the one right. that when you I'm look at him school one. right i'm a new school MLP, right? <laughs> yeah he he is just like i said he's a beast man and i really appreciate as a fan like his his passion that comes out when he's when he's rhyming and you just you just feel everything he's talking about okay. it's very rare to have that voice that you as soon as you hear it, you're like oh man that's g fam i'm I'm paying attention. You know what right. I mean? It's that, like you said, that voice, like Drew says, most of your voice, man. So you got a strong voice, man. It's like, that's that's half the battle right there. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And, and you know, for you making beats, I'm sure you've worked with people that are a little more smooth, a little more rough. And, you know, is there, a, is there a style of MC that fits your production or do you kind of tailor what you do to what they do? Or is it just kind of uh, a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. We, we, we mash up, 
man. It's like I'm not gonna like say I'm not gonna like G Herbal is not gonna rap over. Well, maybe he will. If he's a little dirt, if people made a little dirt, he's not gonna rap over my stuff. It wouldn't, my stuff wouldn't fit for him. You know what I'm saying? So it's people like Kelly or people like G Fan Black. You know what I'm saying? I know who I should be working with. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You're not, you're not gonna see me doing something with Pitbull. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't make sense. He's not gonna rap over nothing like that. Until you need a new house, <laughs> then you might do right, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may start doing um doing some traffic drill beats, right? <laughs> yeah. If you start, if you do that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hit you up again, but I'll, I'll have to know the backstories why that happened because you told me that was never happening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'm strictly. I say I know my lane, man. So there it I'm is. like, you know, outside old school cats, yeah, like, uh, primo and extra P. They would never. Never do a trap beat or drill track. They they doing the same type of music. They yeah. you know even updated version they did when it first came out in the late eighties. You know what I'm saying? So that be me. So I leave this earth. You know, I like the old jazzy, like you said, jazzy boom bap. That's my style. So I grew up on what I like to do. Yeah, and it makes sense. You brought up Q Tip. You know, Premier. I mean, they. You know, a lot of the gang star and Tribe Called Quest records are the foundation is jazz records. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That, uh, you don't see Pitbull rhyming over. Like a Dizzy Gillespie sample nah. or something, or John Coltrane. Nah. So yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> staying his lane. He make pop world music. Staying his lane. There you go. There you go. <laughs> man, yeah. But like I said, that You're the Mask album, man. Everybody listening, go cop that. Go check it out. Seek it out. Uh, G yeah, Fan Black and Jordan here. They they really they knocked it out with that one. Thank you, brother. Seth. Yeah, no doubt, man. And talk about you know back to the the new EP, the one that just dropped, Alpha in the Room. Another track on there, God has spoken. You know, the one that closes it out. Uh, you know, another banger. Talk about that one and working with Deuce Hennessy. Man, I was in the hospital when I was doing that, so I, I have something called AFib, which is a regular heartbeat. I don't know if you're familiar with it, and sometimes um it affects me. So I'll be in the hospital sometimes for weeks at a time, so my heartbeat you can get it back regular. Oh, you know, wow. I was just sitting there, man, just in there. You know, I'm, I'm, I brought my machine up there on some Jay Villa type stuff, started making beats, and I sent it to Deuce. So I'm like, hey, because this is some hardcore stuff I got right here. Can you grow with it? And he, I sent it to him, and he sent me back, to, you know, sent me back that um, record. So he had some stuff to off his chest as well. So he got stuff off off his chest in terms of rhyming. I did in terms of production. Oh man, well, I, I imagine that you know you've got it to a point where you're. Um you're able to deal with it and it hasn't held you back too much it sounds like no no so actually you know it's it's, it's manageable with the um right. you know i eat right and um i'm on medication and um and that's I'm, i've been you know, living with it for the last three years man last okay. four, three four years so yeah it's, it's, it's what it is you know yeah, I mean, you hear about it. I, I've heard about like different athletes will have it and such. And you know, I know there's ways to regulate it and, and everything. But yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, actually, get yep. Right. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Good luck to you with that. Hopefully, you know, as you said, you, everything is able to maintain, and you can live a, a good, healthy life and keep making these fire ass beats, man. I mean, this this album. Oh, oh definitely. Thank every, you, man. Yeah, everybody checking out the show. Definitely go check out the Alpha in the Room. And I saw today my phone was, was giving me a notification because I started following you on Bandcamp, and I'm like, oh, there's a new new track from you, uh, Big Boy and Power Gun, with Tone Beats. Right. Yeah, a double a double track, right? It's two songs. Double, so yeah, the double single, man. So you know, if you're with Tone Beats, he's a producer from Atlanta, South Carolina area, and um, of course, it's me. You know, we, so we decided to do uh, album. We got to call out, right? You know what I'm saying? So I did like five tracks, and he did like five tracks during production, and we got some MCs together, and we recorded the album. So that's the power, Big Boy, which I did, and Power Gun, which Tone did, is the first two singles. You know, we released it today, this morning. Wow. Yeah, everybody go check that out. I believe it's a free download on Bandcamp, so don't sleep. 
get over there. Yeah, actually, it's on my website. But also, cause like the, the Alpha and the Room also will be on my website. I'll know myjjordanbeats.com. Go there for the free download for um, the two new singles today. And also, you go there, you know, pick up Wetworks, uh, Alpha and the Moon, uh, Righteous Offering, you know, other startups I did over the years. There you go. Everybody listening, pay attention and get that music, man. And I've got to ask you, too, before you bounce, man, uh, what else is coming up? Sounds like, obviously, you're not stopping with Elf in the Room. You've got other things coming, and what can we expect in the future? Man, so I got a project with this guy named Witchcraft, man. You know, this guy called Witchcraft. He's probably dropping around on the holiday time. Um, also, me and Killy, you know, we're doing a heavy math, too. It's not called that, but we, um, we get stuff together. Shout out to Killy. He's my home team. He just came out something um, a couple weeks back. Uh, main South, man, as hot as out there is on uh, Spotify. Pick that up, man. Home Team Empire. And, uh, but that's, that's about it. I'm just working, man. So I'm just, you know, making beats, um, right. um, submitting stuff to different people. You know, uh, it's not stuff that's not, um, it's not concrete yet. So what you can't say, man. But, you know, I'm just out there, you know, making, trying to make moves to get the music out. It's all about the music for me. And I saw here, too, it says you produced a track for Cool Keith. What was that? What's that track? And what was that yeah. like working on a Cool Keith um, uh, record? It was called Voice. Yeah, so it was, it was um guy named Dane from he's from Chicago. That's how I met him from. But he used to he used to be a sound hype guy, um, rapper with Cool Keith, you know what I'm saying? I think they still do stuff too. And Prince Poe was on it from Organized Confusion, man. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So yeah, he had, he had linked that up. He, he worked with a lot of old you know, old school MCs like Grand Poolboy and, and Prince Poe and stuff like that. They was in the studio, they heard the track, they wanted to get on. And then they, they just did the song. You know, he shut he sent it back to me. He was having like a couple years ago too. I mean a couple years ago. Back to me, and I was like amazed, man. Because Prince Paul, who don't remember Fuss Huff, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> right. and, and Cool Keith, Critical Beat Down. I mean, yeah. I love Critical Beat Down, man. I love the beats. The, I love the rapping. I mean, I love Cool Keith, man. Um, Big Papa Large uh, of the East Coast. I think I was saying it wrong, but you know what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a you know what I'm saying? So that was love. I gained him that up for me. Man, yeah. Cool Keith, Ultra Magnetic MCs. Yeah, the Critical Breakdown. That's right. an album you've got to keep right. at your, at your down, yeah, man. Arms length always. Whenever everyone <laughs> to go back to that era. We were talking a little bit yesterday. I, I liked how you put your AKA for Paul C. And you know, we were talking about this that old Yo. school era, man. And yeah, you know, I think we're kind of from that same era because I'm in my 40s, so I grew up on that stuff too. So I definitely yeah, Paul C was a name that definitely rang out. And you know, I know I'm sure there's lots oh, yeah. of Paul C. Uh, Herbie Herbie Lovebug. Oh yeah. The guy from Houdini, he just died. Um, oh, ecstasy. Um, Larry Smith. Oh, Larry not, not Smith. Ecstasy, oh, oh all right, from Jive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was um another guy, man. He's good, you know. Yeah, Larry Smith did. Didn't he do some stuff with Run DMC too? Wasn't he part of a lot of their? I think their production. I think so. I think when yeah. he um, I think so. I don't know, like I don't know if he did like beats to the rhymes and stuff like that, or yeah, Ron's house. I know maybe the earlier stuff like Suck MC. Right. I gotta look that up because that's so long ago. But I think so. I think he might there. be the guy when he's saying Larry put me inside his Cadillac. I think that's what they're talking about, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the dude who had a lot. We, I, we, I gotta look it up too. I feel, feel bad. I need to know this, <laughs> but I think he did do some yeah, production was, with a lot of those guys, or you know, had something to do. You know, back then in the '80s, you know, in all these groups, because there's only like ten of them, you know, that were making records. Right. They all kind of worked together at Chung King or whatever studio, and they all kind of just overlapped. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was small for YouTube back then, you know. Yeah, man, just that era. Just, I could always go back to it, man, and and definitely feel yeah. like that kid I was when I first saw Crush Groove and just you know getting oh, into man. it. Oh man, Breaking <laughs> and B Street and um, man, what was the other movie that I didn't discover it too. I was a high school man, but it was famous back. 
an early hip hop back in the 80s, man. I forgot the name of it. It got popular around 1990. I don't remember. Remember the sources was talking about old school type stuff, and the old school era was real popular. People our age around 91, 92. A wild style. Oh, 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 yeah. I was about to say that that felt yeah, like too I, obvious of an answer. I was trying to think of some like some underground stuff. Yeah, yeah, Wild yeah, Style, of course. Wild Style. And I, yeah. I didn't get into it to Lake. I ain't know nothing about it. 1980 right. came out. I was, you know, I was a kid. I was in New York. So I was in high school, man. You could skip school every day and, and watch that tape and listen to, and listen to um, on Souls and Mischief on, on CD and tapes and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Wild Style. I, I can't front either. I didn't see it till way. I mean, I saw Breaking Two before I ever saw Wild Style, and that's not because you know I I just didn't know. Was, like you it said, was famous, same thing. Though, it was popular, right? Yeah, mainstream. Breaking, Retro Boogaloo, all that stuff. Up, mainstream. Wild Style was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Beat Street. Yeah, all those movies, man. And you yeah. just the way they incorporate, you know, pop culture with break dancing yeah. and hip hop music, and you know, you see Young Ice T with like that all gold outfit <laughs> in Breaking. Right, Young Ice T. Yeah, because he, he was, nobody knew he was, I think he was from Jersey, right? He's an East Coast cat. Yeah, that's right. He's from the East Coast, just just like Tupac. Yeah. Both of these guys are from the East Coast, but you wouldn't yeah, really right. know it based right. on know. what they were known for, right? Yep, known for West Coast. Good point. Yeah. It's, it's speaking of sides, you know, I uh, I know you're from the South Side. Does that mean you're rooting for the White Sox versus the Astros? Are you into baseball at all? Are you are you a Sox fan? You know, I... I have a, I'm not I'm not into baseball like I was when I kid and I play little league, but my my dad, um, I grew up a, a Cubs fan. Oh, salute! So am I, man. What's up, man? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I love the, you know I used to love going to the North Side games, especially when I got older, go to the Cubby Beer, chill out, have fun, you know, drink and stuff like that. Right. I've done that in years. So I don't drink and stuff like that anymore. But yeah, the um, Wrigley Field. Oh yeah, what's it? The Edison stop? I think it is. Yeah, on the red line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so I had a lot of fun coming up. Going off, I'm there, man. A lot of crazy stuff, man. See, it, it always it always amazes me because, you know, living in Chicago, you always assume if somebody says, I'm from the South Side, that they're a White Sox fan, or from the North Side, they're a Cubs fan. But that doesn't yeah. always – I was telling something the other day, it's really about what your parents were and, you know, yeah, yeah. what you were exposed to. If you even were a fan of either team. There's some people who just don't care and they don't even pay attention to sports or baseball, whatever. But, yeah, man uh, – yeah, you do, got points in me. You're a Cubs fan. That's that's awesome. <laughs> and your name is Jordan. I mean, how, how you beat that in Chicago? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> man, salute for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast, man. And uh, where can people follow yeah. you? And like you said, you know, find the album and everything else you're working on. Well, the main thing um, when you, you know, get the stuff, I'm, I'm support the stuff I'm doing and find out information on what I'm doing stuff in the future, present. So on najjordanbeats.com, um, that's only in A-J-E, Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, beats.com. And that's where you can sign up um, for the emails. I, you know, like the um, the singles you talked about today, there were free downloads this morning um, for the people that were signed up for my website. You know what I'm saying? So it's benefit to sign up to the website. You get exclusives and stuff exactly. like that. Um, so sign and, and maybe merch coming soon and stuff like that. So anything on Najee Jordan related, home team or empire related, you go on NajeeJordanBeats.com. Yeah, there it is. Everybody checking out the show. We're going to hear a couple tracks from that Alpha in the Room EP, Maxi Single. And once again, Suits on Najee Jordan, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And, you know, go Cubs, even though we're not doing jack shit right now. But, uh. <laughs> yes, sir, brother. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. And like I said, you know, that, that the tracks are fire. And uh, re- really, really uh, glad to got a chance to hear this music and uh, look forward to what you're doing to in the future, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks a lot.
Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right, peace. Peace. Man, salute to Anaji Jordan. This EP is really, really good. You guys need to check it out. Always cool talking to somebody that's from the Chicagoland area like him, Fillmore Green, Benjamin Banneker, you know, of course, my guys, DJ Real One, Catch 22, people like that. So always, always enjoy talking to cats who know the area here. We can talk about some Chicago stuff. But let's get back into this EP from Anaji Jordan, The Alpha in the Room. Definitely everybody listening, go check it out. AnajiJordanBeats.com to hear music, get albums, everything. But let's get back into the EP from The Alpha in the Room. This is Maytag featuring Prime Prolific and G-Fan Black on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Jersey to Brockton, been debating these bars Blood, sweat, and pain, ain't no faking these scars Wrote first in Boston while I chill on a bench Breeze kinda cool and I've been eating a vent Superior shock waves charging your nerves Make your body vibrate, I'm stimulating this earth Back in Jersey, rearranging these essays I'm milking this game for a glass of the leche Forget what your friends say, I school my sensei Ink flipping fluid and I'm nice with the pen game Smooth with the flow, cool like a pro, the one the fan Amaya in the pool with the hose Executive director for taking his game back Nice on the grill, peep the way that I flame tracks My brain smacks the beat like it's train tracks And kill motherfuckers, ain't no way they can frame that Alright, Prime, I see you, bruh Pass that mic East coasting, leaf rolling, tree smoking Poke working, I'm hurting them streets, no me folding, must be joking Dedicated, committed, and devoted Spit hearted, leave my teeth broken Coming from my voice box, heat molten They see Prime and Jeep, regime folding You losing your spot, you demoted We enemy of the state like E. Snowden Y'all just your own best fans, get D-holders Bitches making decisions off emotions The easiest way to get your meat poking You hold fools like Larry King, old news Take shots at the god that's a bold move A pit bull off the meds, no one told you Lock me in the cell with him, no rules Yo, it's Rap Almighty at the Dirt Tone And you're rocking with F in the Dancer Podcast right now People think I didn't watch the movie, I remember the movie. No, of course you did, of course Yeah, I mean, so you, can I mean have you can't call something bad Without actually paying attention to you, I do that pretty much all the time. So I disagree. You're you're a terrible person. Yeah, it was it was fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there you go. But, <laughs> That's yeah, the way you sum it, was, it up. <laughs> yeah, complete garbage. Cool, Kim. You're making me feel like the Grinch because I had all this hate in my heart for Vanilla Ice all these years. 30 something years and now you yeah, yeah I, I'm it. just warming you up to him like yo you know what I'm saying like oh well maybe wasn't let me go listen to Ice let me go watch the movie so, what was that the Vanilla Ice what was that Vanilla Ice movie at uh, Cool as Ice or something you know ice. what it's called cause you, you went and seen it you went you seen it you went and seen it you know what it's called you know you know what it's called this whole thing's gonna delete not only do you know what it's called you was there opening day alright yeah instead of the Star Wars poster I really have cool as ice yeah hell yeah, yeah the, <laughs> with, the, with the motorcycle and the whole shit yo uh, oh, so you seen it too <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> twice <laughs> You've got, the, you've got the Blu-ray and the, and the special uh, director's cut. Yeah, 
Hell yeah, I do. And I'm trying to run into so I can get my, my copy autograph, you heard? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Complete garbage. This is the Infinite Torture segment. This is basically, for those who don't know, I've done this twice now. I, I listened to the Macho Man CD. It's terrible. And I watched the most recent, uh, 12 years ago, whatever it was, Indiana Jones movie, Skull of the Crystal Kingdoms and Scrolls, whatever it was called. And that one's not good either. Basically what this is, and you heard it with the cool Kim drop there, is that there might be a movie or an album. Maybe there's a book. <laughs> Name something else that I haven't uh, had a chance to check out yet. Something that I've avoided or just paid no attention to, but you would think on the surface I would be interested in it. You know, I like wrestling. I like hip-hop music, but it doesn't necessarily mean I want to see a wrestler do an album. That's why I never listened to that stupid Macho Man album, but I put myself through it. Uh, I like Indiana Jones, but I heard that movie was really bad, so I never watched it. And I put myself through it. So about three months ago, uh, the Smoke and Mirrors podcast, salute to those guys. They had done a post about Bloodsport, and I had put on there, I had never seen it. And they're like, yeah, you should check it out. Let us know what you think. And shout out to my guys Lloyd and Mario, who've been on this show before. Back in like episode 11 or something, we were talking about AEW. So if you want to go back and check them out. But Lloyd had said years ago I should watch this movie. I'm trying to remember some post on Facebook or something. And I was like, yeah, i never seen it. He's like, yeah, you should check it out. So it's always been in the back of my head to watch it. And the main reason why I never watched this movie is because I don't like Van Damme. I've never actually seen a whole Van Damme movie. I think the most I've ever watched from him. In the 90s, he did a movie with Dennis Rodman called, I think it's called Double Team. I believe Mickey Rourke is in it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was during the Bulls' second three-peats. I was excited about Rodman. This whole city was excited about Rodman. So I think I might have watched portions of it for that reason alone. But honestly, I've never seen a movie with this guy. I've never cared to. I never thought he was interesting or talented enough for me to give him my attention. So I never watched it. And the other thing is, too, like, I never really watched Chuck Norris movies either. And I think the thing is, maybe I'm just... uh Maybe I'm a racist against white people. I don't know. I don't like watching martial arts flicks with white guys. I, I want to watch Bruce Lee. I'd rather watch Jet Li, Jackie Chan, name name your, your martial artist actor. I don't want to watch some white dude or Europe. I don't know where hell Van Damme's from, wherever he's from. I just don't want to watch these guys. They don't do it for me. I just, ever since I was a kid, I, I remember Chuck Norris movies would come on TV. and I was like, eh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. This doesn't look like Bruce Lee to me. I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to watch this. Who's this mustache guy? I don't want to watch this crap. He looks like my uncle. <laughs> he ain't, and he ain't that good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I finally watched this thing. I've got like so many notes here. I don't know how I could keep them all together. Like I said before, I, I shouted out Lloyd and Mario. The funny thing is, is that when I watched it, I messaged them. And we kind of had like a little chat room while we were watching this. So they are kind of talking about it without even watching the movie. I'm the only one watching it. But they know the movie so well. I mean, shout out to Lloyd. Like, he he knows that movie step for step. It's crazy. The way I know Predator, which is not healthy for me to know Predator the way I do. I, I know that one beat for beat. He did too. And it was like he was sitting here next to me watching it, even though he wasn't. It's pretty crazy. He knows that movie all too well. It's a little scary, Lloyd. I think you might need some therapy if you know Bloodsport that good. <laughs> no, no, man. So, yeah, I'll just read some of my notes because I think the notes are funnier than me just doing like a commentary on it but overall i think the movie is bananas it's bonkers it's not a good movie by any means is it entertaining yeah there's some stuff in it that's worth watching it felt like i was watching wrestling or like mortal Kombat. and apparently i, I was reading about this Mortal Kombat is loosely inspired from this movie, and the Johnny Cage character is loosely inspired by Van Damme. So if this movie really had something to do with Mortal Kombat being made, then I guess it was worth it. (laughs) 
but uh, it's it's not it's not something I ever really needed to watch. I will say this: it was more entertaining than I thought it would be. I mean, it was not a good movie. Let's let's just put that right out there. But I didn't hate watching it. It's just not something I would watch again. Maybe if I watched it back in the '80s, I would have loved it. So I'm gonna just go through my notes. I got a bunch of stuff here. It's gonna sound random. People who've seen the movie and like it you'll get some of this. I mean, right away, it's it's a canon movie, so it feels old <laughs> as soon as I see that canon logo. And the way you're introduced to Van Damme, he's being told to like, hey, you got to go talk to the big guy or the boss. I don't even know who he's supposed to talk to. It's, it's very weird how this thing kicks off. And he's like, ah, oh, I got to shower first. He's like, ah, oh, you can't shower first. So you got to go talk to him. So we're introduced to the hero of this movie where he's contemplating where he's got to take a shower before he takes a phone call. And that's just a weird way to introduce me to the guy I'm supposed to be rooting for in this whole movie. And it cracks me up how the audio doesn't match. So even though there are actors who speak English in it, some of them just don't match in the audio and it's got that martial arts feel. It's just, it's bonkers, man, the way they did this audio in this. And the beginning of it is nothing but training montages. It was like Rocky four times 10. It's just montage and montage. And I don't even know what this guy's training for. They don't really set it up very well. He's training as like a blindfolded waiter, which is bizarre. I'm like, what is he going to do? Fight a barista or something? And why is he training this way? And and then eventually, Ogre from the Revenge of the Nerds pops up. I don't know the actor's name, so anybody who knows his name, feel free to text it to me or comment it to me. I don't know his name. I guess he was the comic relief. I mean, he looked like he smelled horrible. He just looked like he was just drinking beer. There's a scene where he's in the hospital after Chong Lee, like, basically kills the dude, but he's still alive, of course, and he's in the hospital. And when he wakes up from his whatever, being knocked out, he's drinking a beer in the hospital. And then when the movie's over, they all leave, but they don't show him getting out the hospital or anything. Like, I don't know who's paying for his insurance, who's paying for his hospital stay. Is he still there? I'm assuming they made sequels of this movie. Does Ogre pop up in those? I have no clue. I'm not going to watch them to find out. I'm just curious if there's anything beyond him just being in the hospital drinking a beer. Do they, do they just leave the guy there? <laughs> and, you know, the beginning, they're they're playing a video game. It's, a, it's, it's reminiscent of the Kung Fu game on Nintendo. I don't know if that's the game they're playing. I guess that's some symbolism, like, oh, this is what's getting ready to happen. But the biggest what-the-fuck moment was when Forrest Whitaker pops up. I didn't know he was in this damn movie. There's all of a sudden Forrest Whitaker's in this. And I'd have to look it up to see where it is on his uh, resume as far as, like, first movies. This has to be early on in his career because, I mean, why else would he do this? But I was just like, what the hell is Forrest Whitaker doing in this movie? (laughs) You know, then they go to the club, the underground club where the fighting starts, and he breaks some bricks. And I'm like, is this the cover charge? Like, why is he just in here breaking bricks? And then the hallway to get to where they had to go to break the bricks and the, and the, the main fight room, it felt like an eternity. I don't know why it is, they shot it that way. We just like walking down this long hallway forever. You know, then, he, then Van Damme goes to a bar and there, some girl that's about to get beat up. I don't know the character's name. Blonde girl. He does some coin trick to stop, you know, domestic abuse, you know. So good for him. You know, then he does like this wink thing. And the reason I bring up the wink thing is it looked kind of odd because he does a wink later on in the movie and his wink game is off. I mean, he might be able to like kick you in the throat really easily, but he's horrible at winking. He needs to work on his winking. And of course, as you know, he could do splits. I think I read online he does seven different splits in this movie. And there's one ridiculous one where he's on top of a, a skyscraper just doing splits. Just like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> this is so stupid. This movie is so stupid. <laughs> and you know they never really explained if the old guy at the beginning who was training him died they just showed him in a bed it was kind of reminiscent of yoda at return of the jedi when he's just like laying there I, I don't know if the guy died i don't know if he like sent him on this mission i was so confused by it 
so they never really reintroduced that guy. I assume he died because they don't show him again. When Van Damme starts going to this club, there's this guy with a mullet. I mean, this guy's mullet game is top notch. I assume he is like the Mickey to Rocky, you know, to, to Van Damme in this. He is, he's training him. They're giving him uh, advice, and I guess he's another comic relief guy, just like Ogre is as well. I wrote in my notes here, Ogre needs a bath. I wrote that a couple times. He, he looks like he smells horrible. He's got a Harley Davidson shirt on. It feels like every scene. The music in this movie is awful, but it's like fun awful because it's that 80s like survivor feel. Uh, my guy Lloyd told me it's Stan Bush who did the Transformers music. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to take his word for it. But it's super cheeseball 80s. Like, you gotta fight to survive. Like, it's like that kind of stuff. I think, they, oh, that's the name of the song. I wrote it down. Yeah, fight to survive. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you gotta fight to survive. It's a horrible, horrible song. It felt like wrestling, though. When they started doing all the, the competitions, they had characters with, like, names and, and things. And, it, yeah, it did have, a, like, a wrestling feel to it. So I guess I got into it for that part of it. It took a while to get there. Then there's this Van Damme chase scene of Forrest Whitaker and some older white dude. I guess they work for the American government or the FBI or something. They don't really explain it well. I guess they want Van Damme to come back to America. When you're watching this movie, I'm thinking, like, Van Damme's never been in America. He doesn't, he does not look or sound like somebody who's ever been to America. But the thing I wrote down here is that he's running around with a a golf jacket it looks like he's got like this like bright yellow jacket it looks like the one you win when you win like the masters or something so why is he running around with that the music doesn't fit the scene there's nintendo music it felt like nintendo music was playing throughout this movie what did i write here split and dick punch i don't know what that means but <laughs> apparently there's a split and a dick punch move <laughs> in this movie <laughs> oh man uh, why is he doing splits on a rooftop? I said that. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Van Damme's character keeps seeing Chong Lee because he's the bad guy in this. And he's on a bus and he sees Chong Lee's image like through the window. And I'm thinking like, I wrote here, Chong Lee doesn't take the bus. You're not going to see him on the bus. You're mess- it's messing with your head, man. I think his name was Dukes, uh, the, the character that Van Damme is playing. We'll get to the character in a minute. Uh, let's see. At the end, the final fight, they, they turn the floor into like this... Like, it looks like a mattress in a hospital where it, like, folds on the sides. So I wrote here, mattress firm platform. Uh, they can have a pillow fight, you know. <laughs> and then Chong Lee throws, like, some some powder in Van Damme's face. I called it dick powder because he pulled it out of his pants. You know, like, wrestlers do that, too. And it blinded him. I was like, uh-oh. So that part where he was pretending to be blind when he's serving tea to the master and the other woman, who looked like she was, like, into him because she was, like, smiling weird at him in those opening uh, scenes with him. It's like, oh, so they're bringing it back, the storytelling here. Now they're telling me that uh, because he did that, he could fight blind. That's interesting. (laughs) That's pretty much all I have here. It's just, the movie's bonkers. It's fun to watch. I I definitely, of the three things I've done this for, it's probably the most entertaining part of these three things I've seen and watched. So I'll give it that. But it's, um, it's fucking nuts <laughs> i can't believe they made more of these but here's the here's the kicker and i was talking about the character part and i'm you know from the beginning here when the movie ends it says that this is based on a real guy and i'm just like what the fuck how how is that even possible so i, I guess there's a real dude who fought in the underground like this and it's based on this guy i'm sure a lot of this is not accurate and <laughs> That's what really blew my mind about the whole thing is that this is loosely, I'm using quotation marks like a motherfucker here, loosely based on a real dude. And it shows like his stats and everything. So it very, very much felt like a video game. Oh, by the way, there's a scene where Van Damme is uh, 
finishing with the blonde woman he saved from the slap with the coin trick. They purposely had to show this guy butt-ass naked. I mean, he was like 97% naked. And it, it doesn't do anything for the story. It's like, why is it there? It's just so we can see Van Damme's ass. Great. And then do a splits or something. So um, overall, it's not complete garbage. Definitely watch it if you want to have some fun. Have a drink. Talk to some buddies or something. I, I got through it because of my guys Lloyd and Mario. Again, salute to those dudes. They helped me get through this thing. It felt like, you know, kind of like when you go to like the gym or something. And you're doing like the spin cycle or whatever. And you're just uh, you're just trying to power through it. That's what I felt like. Like, come, I'm just like, I had 20 more minutes. Like, come on, let's just get through this thing, man. So, yeah, Van Damme uh, wins the fight. Spoiler. Um, I'm sure there's a split or something he does, and it's uh, it's a fun movie. It's definitely uh, not a good movie, but it's a fun movie. So I finally can say I watched Bloodsport and a Van Damme flick. Probably be the last time I watch a Van Damme flick or Bloodsport 7 or how many of these things they actually made <laughs> following this. I can't believe Forrest Whitaker was in this, and I was rooting for Chong Lee the whole time. I wanted him to beat the shit out of uh, Dukes or Ducks or whatever the hell the guy's name is that Van Damme was playing. So there's Bloodsport for the infinite torture segment. I got to figure out what the next one is. This is a hard one to follow up. Uh, real quick, I, I got the DVD from the library. It's part of a four-pack. It has Rumble in the Bronx, The Corrupter, and uh, another movie with Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. I forget what it's called. I've never seen any of those four. And when I first saw it, I was like, the movie I want to watch the least is Bloodsport. So... <laughs> I did watch Rumble in the Bronx. That's that's actually more fun to watch. Also bonkers, crazy entertainment, horrible story, but at least it's fun to watch. So, all right, that is the Infinite Torture segment, Bloodsport. Complete garbage. It's not complete garbage, but it definitely belongs in a recycle bin or the dollar bin. <laughs> so stupid. Hey, man, this is Alaska from Cargo Cults and from the Call Out Culture Podcast. When I'm not exposing QAnon, <laughs> I'm chilling on Infinite Banter with the homie DJ Soundwave. Peace. Hey, when you're done listening to this podcast right here, the Infinite Banter podcast, go check out my guys, my friends over at the Reddit on Wiki podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're, you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. Yo, this is DJ Chillwell with Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. And you're listening to Infinite Banter with my man, DJ Soundwave. Let's go. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. Big salute to my guy, Anaji Jordan, for coming on here. Go check out his album, The Alpha in the Room. Go to the website, AnajiJordanBeats.com. Check out music, merch, all that stuff. Get on the mailing list. We're going to play one more track from him with G-Fan Black. This is from The Year of the Mask, and the track's called America with three Ks, kind of reminiscent of the Ice Cube album, America's Most Wanted. And he definitely rips on a certain orange clown that I don't like and the people that follow him. So if you're a fan of that guy and the people who follow him and you're one of those followers, I don't know why you're listening to this show because we have nothing to talk about. We are not cool with each other. And real quick before I go, I wanted to say I did see the Venom movie and uh, this is going to be the shortest review ever. It's it's okay. It's fine. 
<laughs> it's whatever, man. Here's my favorite part of Venom. There's two parts. The first one is I'm a huge Beverly Hills Cobb Eddie Murphy fan. And for whatever reason, they don't explain why, and I, I probably don't need a reason, but Tom Hardy's character is wearing a Detroit Lions coat and wearing a Mumford's physical education shirt like Eddie Murphy wore Axel Foley in the Beverly Hills Cop movie. So I don't know why a guy in San Francisco, that's where this movie's based, is wearing a Detroit Lions coat. It's not called, you know, San Francisco Cop or San Francisco Venom. <laughs> he didn't come from Detroit to solve a homicide. But uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I, as soon as I was watching, I was like, why is he wearing that? Is he trying to look like Axel Foley? And then I saw the coat and I was like, man, this is awesome. And from what I read online, it's just like Tom Hardy's a big fan. They just put it in there. It has nothing to do with the story. This is not a spoiler. So unless you're a fan of Beverly Hills Cop, if you don't know that movie, you won't, you won't catch it. And there is a good a uh, credit scene, post-credit scene. Definitely want to watch that. They're finally going to tie it into the Spider-Man universe. About damn time. It only took three of these things to get there, but they're finally going to do it. So that's cool. All right, once again, thanks to Anaji Jordan. Thanks to Lloyd and Mario for putting up in my blood sport. Uh, I should probably read what we are typing to each other because that's probably funnier than my notes. That movie is fucking nuts, man. Check out the show on all digital platforms. Follow the show on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on YouTube, type Infinite Banter, hear clips from past guests, rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. All right, that's it for this show. Once again, salute to Anaji Jordan. Check out his new album, The Alpha in the Room. Go to AnajiJordanBeats.com, and we'll leave you with one last track. This is from his album with G-Fan Black, Year of the Mask. This was called America. And until I do another one of these, I'm going to go do some splits. I'm going to see if I can do some splits. I'm going to go stand on my rooftop and see if I can do some splits like Van Damme and have to go to the hospital and have ripped pants. Until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. You think you live in a free country when statistically this is the most violent country on earth. I gave a fuck, I give a fuck less Fuck Donald Trump, y'all is fucking perfect Guns move since the days of the musket So I advise you get a fucking gun and tuck it So-called terrorists in Guantanamo torture Soldiers killing soldiers down in Fort Hood Pigs crucify us in the street worse than Warwood Act like I can sentence you to death like a court would Back hurt you, doc prescribed pain meds Hurt worse, figure double up, makes sense Chewing brushes, sniffing pills, make the pain end Now you shooting heroin, this is where the game ends Now if I'm on the block, serving customers They won't pick me as a criminal, a hustler So now you telling me as a citizen I can't cook meth, but you can sell with a land Right-wing extremists are one of the biggest and most consistent sources of domestic terrorists in the U.S. Keith Luke brought to Massachusetts, who is a neo-Nazi, kills two and injures another in a rape and murder spree targeting non-white people. He is halted before reaching a synagogue and later convicted of murder. All right. I know you all white, but it's you all right I'm at the spot and I keep my blinds drawn tight Picking out like Malcolm Blick loaded all night See you pack a wood squeezing on sight Aqua shooter, two-hand extended Bill Cartwright You got that dog fight, I got that shark bite I'm a gremlin, use a mogwai Hit your jaw wide, like on your west head 
no car crash, just off that left jab. You leave the hospital, you get sent back. Let you heal, then I'm coming back with the best scrap. Gel impact, explode my leaky meth lab. Make you see hawks like DK Metcalf. Or a spark in the room with compressed gas. Leave your body wrapped in plastic like a bread bag. The frequency of right-wing extremist attacks is hard to overlook. They've been skyrocketing since the 1990s. One study said far-right ideology inspires about 300 violent attacks each year. And PBS recently reported that jihadist terrorists have killed 95 people in the U.S. since 9-11. Far-right extremists have killed 68 during the same time period. Being on the infinite banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.